Welcome to RPG Cast, episode 626 for the week of April 9th, 2022. I am Chris Privetier bringing you the week's news, reviews, and general lack of content because, man, is it a slow news week. Very slow. Oh, boy. <laughs> Stark contrast from last week. Yeah, it had to balance out. Do you want some stuff coming out of early access? I do. We got that for you yeah. this week. Okay, Josh Carpenter will be sharing that with us later. Also here to share with you what news there is is Kelly Ryan. Um, current currently suing uh, Paramount for stealing my OCs. Oh, okay, all right. I I don't have a leg to stand on. Mm. And, and the the person this is referencing, neither does he. Uh, so you saw so, Sonic Two? Does it hold up to Sonic One? Oh my God! Yes, it was amazing. Oh good. So infamously, asterisk, hold on. Asterix. Kelly is a giant Sonic fan. Yes, yes, <laughs> Do not I trust am. Trust her opinions. Yeah, she likes um, Big the Cat. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I I was trying to workshop how uh, realistic looking Big the Cat would look in th- this particular one, but did they have um, a Big the Cat? No. Oh no. So um. Famously, at the end of Sonic 1, when Tails showed up in the post credit scene when when we saw the movie, I said, holy shit. And when I'm excited about stuff, I tend to be a little loud and not realize it. Mm-hmm. So I think the entire theater heard my holy shit. <laughs> uh, so I yeah, am trying someone to... Someone really likes the Sonic games. <laughs> yeah. So I keep this in mind. There, there's a post-credit scene in this one too, where a character shows up. I'm, I'm not going to say who it is because the movie just came out, and I don't want to spoil it. But if you think about the timeline of the Sonic games that have come out, you can pretty much guess who it's going to be. And oh, jokingly, no. when we watched the first movie on Thursday night, I I, want I, <laughs> I, I workshop this scene. It's like, okay, pan out. You're going to see a pod and blank. Mm-hmm. So when this actually happens in the post credit scene, I am getting like, I, I'm just having like a, a seizure of excitement. But I'm trying, I'm remembering I embarrassed my husband the last time, so I, I need to be why, quiet. Why do they want a third movie? Just let it be. Two's so, good. So, three is when Sonic Chris. started it's to become money. questionable. Then we had Sonic and Knuckles, which is not as good as three. Then we have so, the whole debate over Sonic CD being good. And then which soundtrack do you want? And then we go into the Dreamcast, and this but, the, nothing good comes from that, except Sonic Chris, Adventure 2, apparently. I don't know anymore. You're stepping on my punchline here, because Uh-oh. I'm trying to be quiet, but I, I'm just having a, a, a complete nerdgasm. And I tapped my husband on the arm, thinking that I had just like lightly tapped him, like, hey, look who it is. <laughs> uh, Did you punch him? <laughs> Yeah, apparently I punched him so hard in the arm that he was like still feeling it after we got home. <laughs> and I felt so bad, but he he said that it was funny, and my my happiness made it worth it. So he he was look, all good. Look, we're look. all good. But it was, Kelly but it was just beating like... me with my own arm. <laughs> It's the, the thing the, I said. The thing with that that would be all in the thing. A thing of Sonic. 
Yeah. Yeah, that that's pretty much what So it was. how do you feel about Jim Carrey's retirement performance? Um he was a little hammy. No. I, I Jim Carrey was hammy? I can't believe it. I I think that they 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 would just turn the camera on and say, "Hey, be be robotic for however long." And they they just I don't even think they did any editing. Um <laughs> They also could have easily edited a half hour out of the movie, especially with the wedding subplot. subplot because it a was wedding kind of subplot, Sonic yeah. gets married. No, no, it... I bet the human guy, the human people do, yeah. and of yeah. course, Sonic is going to ruin that wedding somehow. Yeah, through oh, no of fault of his own. And there's your comedic subplot that leads to tension that that must be forgiven in the latter half of the film. Oh, it's like I've seen every comedy movie ever. Well, not only that, you know that they he. he he gives Cyclops a warp ring at the beginning of the movie, and then there's some tomfoolery with switching the ring. So, of course, the warp ring ends up in the wedding, mm-hmm. and it's the ant character that doesn't like Cyclops. I don't know the actual character's name. What is name. Cyclops? I, just, I don't know the actual character's name. It's the guy that played Cyclops in the X-Men movies. Oh, gosh. I googled Cyclops Sonic, and it was the bad... Don't do it. Um, <laughs> nope. But yeah, that entire subplot could have been cut out because we'll be, Knuckles needed more screen time because Idris Elba plays him as the perfect strong idiot. And was everything he more Knuckles he's... or t- Rum Tum Tugger or whatever? Or Mr. Mistephiles? I forget what he was in Cats. Um, no, he was more Knuckles. Okay. Um, especially later on in the movie when he's learning about more about the human world and getting mm. overly excited. And I, I need to see more, more of this version of knuckles in my life um, because he, he is super hilarious. And I, I love my favorite characterization is uh happy idiot knuckles. James and, and Marston I, says Vaughn. Yeah. Well, that's the voice of Sonic, right? No, the voice of Sonic is uh, Ben Foster. James Marsden. James Marsden plays the human character. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. There's a running because he's in like some of. I read that first, like John Marsden, like from Red Dead, and that's something else. No. Yeah. No, there's a running joke because I guess James Marsden is in another movie with uh, a CGI bunny, and there's a running joke that he's like the best. A- actor to thin air there is because what, roger it. rabbit no what some uh james marston no, is spike in what you're, you're thinking james marsters tam it, i only know that what which spike are we talking in, about in buffy oh in buffy I'll, okay because i hear spike I, only, I think spike spiegel which is oh, not buffy we're, we're getting all confused um Sorry. Oh, James Marsden narrates all the Dresden books, apparently. Yeah, that's why I know who, okay. who that is. Um, I know him. Though, amusingly he enough, he was also kind of like he was this. also, and then yeah, realizes something's going to happen, so he has to speed up his voice a little bit. And then, while he was reading that, he thought, "Huh, well, I guess uh, you, that's going to be it for me." <laughs> Sorry, you sound like. <laughs> You sound like me who's had to listen in the background to a lot of Dresden novels. Um, also, funnily enough, James Marsters played Piccolo in the shitty Dragon Ball live-action movie. Bringing oh. it back around. 
I thought you were going to say he played it in the Funimation dub. And I'm like, no, that no. was the janitor at Funimation. <laughs> no. Um, I was trying to bring it back around to the Sonic movie. So, so TLDR, the Sonic <laughs> movie is amazing. Um, Did you eat around. a chili dog during the movie? No. And my theater sucks because <laughs> they, they used to do themed meals with movies. Mm-hmm. And that would have been the perfect opportunity for the Kelly, chili it's dog. It's a hard time for theaters right now. It's been I, a hard I time know. for years now. No, it was a hard time before the pandemic hit because our, they changed the menu. Our from dollar like theater. This, from like this cool original menu with excellent tasting food to just slop that that only has like two good things on it. Um, sorry, I, I'm ranting here. Our our local theater that was independently owned got bought out by Regal, and now it sucks. But I, I digress. I, I the point is I could have eaten a chili dog and I didn't. Um, or what was I going with that? Oh yeah, the Sonic movie is amazing. <laughs> Good to know. <laughs> We've got our Sonic report in. Sonic yeah. report. I asked for it, so. Well, well, Vaughn was like, "You have to tell the punching me in the arm story on the stream tomorrow." I'm like, okay. <laughs> he he had to know, or he had to hear that on the stream because apparently it was too funny. I'm glad. I'm glad he thinks it's funny because I, I, I thought have, that he was going to be bad at me all night. I have to ask you an important <laughs> question, Kelly. Yes. Does Sonic turn into a werehog at any point? Um, no, but okay. he has another transformation. Oh, goodness gracious. That, that I <laughs> He spoil. turns into Sonic from the first, the first movie before they fixed it? No, no that would be hilarious. <laughs> that would be great, right? <laughs> no. All right, everyone, I, I go watch sp- Sonic and see what's going on before it's spoiled I, for you. <laughs> well, yeah, I spoiled this part for me because I was looking up the Happy Meal toys, and apparently one of the Happy Meal toys is secret okay. because it's a spoiler. Gotcha. Um, and I, I kind of regret ruining that part in the movie, but then the end credit scene kind of made up for it. So, um, so, so you want to hear about what I've been playing? Wait, there's yeah. a Sonic Two movie prequel. Yeah, it was a comic, and it's spelled prequel P R E Q U I L L. Well, yeah, yeah. I, yeah. The surprisingly that... substantial Sonic Two movie prequel, man. I didn't um, know this. Okay. Fun fact, I have a friend that's a professional colorist for IDW that did the colors for that comic. Ooh. Heather Brickell. She She's really cool, and she did the colors for some of the stories, including the Knuckles backstory. When do I get to uh, watch this movie at home? Because I can't go out yet because of Anna's condition. I, I don't know. It All would right. be nice if they, if we had a release date, because I, I want to I, I watch us. this movie again, but... Yeah. Okay. Um, Sorry. So, what did you play? What did you you finished? You finished. <laughs> I did it my way. Yes, I, I finished Stranger Paradise. Um, the stories, the the story, especially as it wraps up, has uh, is better than it has any right to be. Is that the case, or but were you just like Stockholm syndromed into liking the game <laughs> by the end of it? <laughs> no, I once they kind of explain what's going on. And it kind of makes sense why Jack is being a, a dick and why um, there's Sinatra in the game and how it ties into the original Final Fantasy story. It's like no more really put a lot of thought into this. And 
it, it kind of wraps up beautifully and I kind of can't wait to see what DLC comes out for it. And th- this is all genuine. This is not me liking it ironically or me trying to tell myself I like it. I I was genuinely surprised by everything in this game. I, I expected it to be just a pure schlock show and I, I think it's a good game. But, but also, I'm a huge Final Fantasy fan, so you know, like with the Sonic thing, you have to take what I say with a, with a tea, hefty teaspoon of salt because I tend to be very forgiving of Final Fantasy games. Well, I mean, it's the Neo team that actually made the gameplay, and yeah. Neo is a fairly well respected game yeah. player. So, but no, stop forgiving this. The acting in that game is terrible, and you know it. Oh, I I know that the acting is. I mean, I played it in English, so I don't know how well it played in Japanese or how well it sounded well, in Japanese. What we have is the English version, so that's what we got to judge. You know. See, I thought that you could switch the but audio. Even track. if I could switch it, I can't understand it, so I can't really judge it. But, I'm not going to uh, give it a pass just because it's good in Japanese. <laughs> I, I mean, some people that's how they prefer. Unless they their give games. me actual subtitles, then no, right, it's I should. Prob- yeah. It probably has subtitles if you play it's it. It's probably Japanese. dub titles. Um, you know. But that I mean I I genuinely enjoyed the game. Now I I would probably recommend a price drop uh, wait for a price drop because um it is kind of short for a Final Fantasy game. Though I think I did end up putting like at least 40 hours into it, but I oh. I also spent a lot of time leveling up a lot of jobs. It's a brief game for what I've been playing recently. <laughs> um <laughs> Well, only 40 hours. Wow. <laughs> so once again, I, I hate when I finish a game and a uh, con- uh, uh, content patch comes out that would have helped because oh. a, a patch released for this week that had some improvements, including auto destroying loot. Because hmm. you, sp- you get a lot of loot in this game and you spend a lot of time having to manage it. Mm-hmm. Um. So it's like, wow, that would have been nice when I was playing through the game. This, this, the exact same thing happened to me with Xenoblade Chronicles 2, where I finished that game, and then it gave you an option to like lock your favorite blades and sort them and some other stuff. So so, I thought this was going to be my post-Elden Ring game, and I just, after that first weekend, I didn't get into playing it then. I have had no desire since then to actually start playing this thing. And nothing you told me has made me want to play it more. <laughs> I mean, did you try the demo at all? No, I I can't okay. even be bothered to play the demo. It's like eh, I mean, it, I can watch you, some you bad also... acting and then get into a story that I know is going to have a really dumb ending. Like, uh... I mean, to be fair, you also spent like a hundred a do- hundred hours in an action RPG that that's probably for all intents and purposes better. I don't think there's a lot of argument on that one. No, no there's, there's not a lot of argument. Um, I could see why you wouldn't like Elden Ring, but like, I don't see anyone coming out here saying, "No, Stranger Paradise is better." No, game. I'm, I'm certainly game. not. I'm certainly not going to make that hot take on Twitter. I don't really want to hear. You know, maybe I should make that. You hot can't take make on that. Twitter. Hot, you're too busy with Sonic takes. I, I know. You've got, you've say got maybe your place if... to be, and it is not in this debate it's over in the sonic sphere yeah maybe oh. if i did make that hot take i would um what a end up with more followers the, the sonic sphere is there a better sonic verse sonic sonic land Do we um, have a name for the sonic frame of being 
the the current comics, the current IDW comics are pretty good, but it also they also take place in the same universe as the games. But do they have a name for that universe? Other, you know, it's just like, the comics. The comic, <laughs> but like, there's no like. <laughs> Final Fantasy fourteen is in Eorzea. Um, My Little Ponies in Equestria. Oh, Sonic um, is Mobi- in Chili Dogvania. Oh, what? Mobius. Mobius. Okay. It's always been Mo- Mobius. Mobius. All right. Though so there's go. different. There's different Mobiuses too, because the original Chili Dogvania. The original um, Archie Sonic comics also took place in Mobius, which was actually a post-apocalyptic Earth. It's the theory of the Mobius. You can you got me back on Sonic and not on uh, Stranger. Yeah, Paradise. because it's more like, interesting than Stranger Paradise to me. Look, I, it's not a bad game if you're into that sort you, of thing. You and like if, the end, right? Just yeah. to be clear, like you got to the end and you were like pleasantly surprised that the story yeah. justified itself. Yeah. So so they finished it off with Sinatra at the end. Yeah, <laughs> you did it your way. Yeah, that was the end credits song. <laughs> and in the context of the game, it kind of makes sense. Okay. And uh, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and spoil it because, I mean, this was a <gasps> foregone conclusion. You basically end at the start of Final Fantasy One. Okay. Yeah. I, well, I, well, I, I assumed that that was the that was the what, what the wrinkle was going to be. I didn't assume that. I assumed it was just a retelling of Final Fantasy One, but more ham-fisted. No, it's a prequel to Final Fantasy One. Oh, yeah, boy. Said, you know, all know how we feel about prequels. I guess that um, makes sense, given Final Fantasy One is a time travel game. Yeah, but supposedly there's going to be DLC where you can play as the actual Warriors of Light. Hmm. Um, is and that going to be story DLC, or is it just going to be like more missions and kind of like you to, get to, to play be, as them? To be honest, I don't know. I have I saw an article for it. I think on Kotaku today or it was either the Kotaku or Silicon era and um I just kind of skimmed over it. The, art, the article was more talking about um why Nomura picked the Sinatra song and mm. how he really he really wanted the rights to the actual song and I, I was just thinking you know if you didn't get the rights to that um Bon Jovi It's My Life would have worked just the same <laughs> probably would have been cheaper than Sinatra <laughs> uh, Give or take, who, he who a, knows? He had, a, he had a calling. He had a vision he needed to communicate, Kelly. But, I, I mean, as an author who is uh, centered entire stories around songs, I can relate. And I, I've jokingly said that, no, Murray, you're a great character creator, but a bad writer. And not a bad choice in writing there, no, Murray. I I give you props. I, I will acknowledge that this game had decent writing. But... Hmm. Um, well, that is something that no one expected. Yeah. Yeah, but I, if you're on the fence, I would either play the demo or wait for a price drop because I have a feeling this game's going to be $30 in a year. In a year? In, in you know, a couple of months, probably. Yeah. But Yeah, maybe. Or it might end up on, uh, not Game Pass, the, but PS Plus. Because I think it's PlayStation only, isn't it? I think so. I don't think there's an Xbox version. PC and so PC and PlayStation, I think. Yeah. So, um, it's a decent game. Um, if I was going to review it for the site, I would definitely do like a th- give it at least a three out of five. Um, because your enjoyment of it's going to be very dependent on your mood give or it a ha- how, how much you like kind of out a cheesy of story. 
Um, and then I, I booted up Josh's press, surprise present. I booted up so- Sakura Wars. <laughs> oh, lordy. And I, I am currently at the very beginning oh, of Chapter you 2. you got your Saturn? No, the PlayStation Sakura Wars. Oh, the play- oh, wasn't that in Japan only? Okay, Sakura Wars on PlayStation. All right. I think Sam reviewed this one on our site, the PlayStation 4 version oh, of it. Oh, PlayStation 4. Okay. That's like the 27th Soccer Wars game at this point, then? I don't, how many are there? Uh, well, there's only six mainline games. Okay, so this is the sixth? Or does this yes, not count this, as a mainline? No, this, is, this, this, is, this counts as a mainline game. Okay. This is the sixth. Right. God knows how many spinoffs there well, are I don't in Japan. Go down there are just. They're, 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 heck, I saw someone posting this week about how there was a, uh, a, a series of spinoffs that was with columns. But it was themed oh. as Sakura Wars, and oh, they uh, you, like, had a story mode with when it. you like clear the columns. No, no, it's where you get like if you're wondering bits of that's story. a game genre. <laughs> 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 All right, Sakura Wars, Sakura Wars Two, Thou Shalt Not Die, Sakura Thor, Sakura Wars Three, Is Paris Burning? Uh, I don't know. Question is it? mark. Yeah. Why is that a question mark? Okay. Sakura Wars 4, Fall in Love, Maidens. Sakura Wars, So Long, My Love. That's the Western one. And Sakura Wars, just Sakura Wars. Yeah, <laughs> just, this is just Sakura Wars. We started with Soccer Wars. Wars. We ended with Sakura Wars. Correct. <laughs> well, so, it, they, they, they definitely didn't want people to go like, oh, no, I got to play the first five games for which never came out first. Yeah, so. no, that that made sense. And I think this one stars like a different generation of uh, folks from the mainline games. Correct. Um, it's so like, co- uh, I forget. Well, like you said there was one character later? who shows up from the first game, though, right? Right. Yeah. The the person who's running the theater is from the original cast. Yeah. I assume they're a side character in that first one or something. No, no, no. Oh. They were one of the main characters. Sumeric. Okay. Right. And the main girl was rescued by the original Sakura and is her um, hero, idolizes her. Yeah, okay, yeah. Have oh. you finished the game yet? Oh, hell no, I'm All only right, on, like, know. chapter yeah. two. Okay, cool. Uh, Like, I just started it, and it, this is definitely one of those, okay, i got to carve out a block of time to play this, because there's a lot of cutscenes and a lot of kind of quote-unquote dating mini scenes where you got to pay, pay attention and yeah uh, well uh, that, i mean that is the thing with the the lip system like you gotta pay attention to that kind of stuff because everything's all your decisions are timed yeah and actually not making a de- not making a choice is a choice lips is a lot yeah. easier when you don't have to translate the text on the screen while you're under the time correct <laughs> yeah it's Having tried to play, play a soccer Wars yeah. game before, it doesn't go well. <laughs> yeah, uh, and I ended up in one lip sequence where I was like, was like, wait a minute, if I do this, I'm accidentally going to peek at this girl unchanging. I probably better, you know, move the analog stick so that I don't actually see what's going on so that I can attempt to be a gentleman. Mm-hmm. Because I guess how much the girls like you affects how much... Uh, how much attack and defense you have in the fight. Of course. Right. Your relationship with you is the only thing that matters to their combat prowess because obviously their love with you is the only thing that is important in their lives as women. I, I mean, look, <laughs> That's how it's women not a, works, right? It's not a very strong feminist game. Oh, okay. I, I put shocked. it that way. Right. Have you played any Koi Koi um, yet? Yes. The, okay. That's the kind of go no. fish, but with... Hanafuda cards. It's a Hanafuda yeah. cards. Yeah. That's Hanafuda cards are what Nintendo started out making. 
yeah, I did not know that. Yeah. Um, that I was actually kind of surprised at how much I liked playing Kua Kua Kua. Oh, yeah, um, I, I got way into that. <laughs> I had a lot of fun playing Kua Kua. Um, yeah, I because I, I don't really like the card mini games in um, Trails. No. I, I kind of get really bored with them really quick. No, I take that back. It was the original one that was Blade that I didn't like. I liked the one that actually kind of was like Magic the Gathering. Yeah, yeah, the, the one that was that in was. 3 and 4, and I can't remember yeah. the name of it off the top of my yeah. head. Yeah, no, but Blade in 1 and 2 I didn't like because it was pretty much like War, I think. Mm-hmm. And Yeah, I, I want a set of those cards, man. Those cards are gorgeous. I have um, a set of Hanafudas I got from like a Club Nintendo or the first iteration of Club Nintendo. Um, yeah, I almost bought a set of them in Japan, but they were like 25 bucks. Yep, and it's like this tiny little box of tiny little cards, and you don't know what to do with them because you're American. <laughs> they're so they're so pretty. They're very pretty. I yeah. love <laughs> I love the art on them. It it's it's like me having several tarot card decks that I've gotten from video game pre-orders and it's what like these are beautiful and I have nothing to do with these. One set's Persona and one set is um, Tactics Ogre? Yes. Yeah. How'd you know? Because we have the same <laughs> sets. <laughs> oh, I, so, I spent I spent $60 on that stupid fighting game just to get that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so how's the combat for you in Sakura Wars? I, I like it so far, but muscle memory is going to kick my ass because the <laughs> action main action button is the O button, and I'm used to it being the square button. Mm. Um, so I keep accidentally blowing off my ultimate before I shouldn't. Uh, and I don't know if you can. Re- I don't think you can remap the controls. I had, didn't get a chance to check. I don't remember. I, yeah. And, you know, I had to check to make sure that it was a PS4 game because, man, that combat actually looks really freaking good with all the particle effects and stuff. Yeah, I thought it looked pretty good for, a, you know, like this was definitely not like a AAA title for Sega, but like I thought yeah. they did a pretty good job. Man. I thought it looked good. That, that opening area that you're running through where there's like all kinds of sparks and stuff uh, going through like a, the, the I guess you were in a demon realm and the the foundry as it were and there's um uh, embers is what i was trying to say i was like man this area is gorgeous and i I was having a lot of fun just running around beating up robots yeah and all the the look in that game is part of what always kind of like makes it so charming is it's got that weird sort of mesh of steampunk but like 20s japan that -hmm. never really existed (laughs) Yeah, I, I think that looks pretty cool too. Yeah. Um, so Just don't I'll, think very hard about how how does the steampunk uh, cell phone work? How does that yeah. happen? Like, ah, don't think about it very hard. Yeah, that cracked me up. Like a steam powered cell phone. Oh, says the lady <laughs> just... who enjoyed Arceus. Look, I, I can buy magic a magic god powered oh, cell it's phone. It's okay. It's it's magic, but not if it's technological. <laughs> Because, well, I mean, magic, it's, it's just magic. You you don't even think about it too hard. You're it's okay magic. if it's a system that befi- belies the natural laws of the universe, but not if it's another system that belies the natural laws of the universe. That can't be. <laughs> Come on. I mean, I mean, let's face it. The 
when it comes to technology, if you think too hard about it, then you're gonna <laughs> gonna hurt yourself a little bit. Yeah. So, um. Oh, where did they get these? They found the cards from the game somehow. Really? Yeah. <gasps> oh man, look that's at awesome. This. At least they look the same. They're very similar. All right. Anyway. I... I don't know if I'm going to be able to finish this in a month or not. Um, like I said, it's going to really depend on how much time I have because I do have to block out a little. It's like triangle strategy. It's like most of the gameplay is cutscenes. Yeah, which is which is part of why it. I mean, it, it's always been up to this point a strategy RPG, very much like triangle strategy. You got tons and tons of you know text and dating sim stuff and then you've got your you know your one or two battles a chapter for strategy battle but now they've like swapped it over to action combat yeah so it'll be it's a it's a similar setup it's just different for an action game you know like Mm -hmm. you don't usually have that sort of like oh yeah we're gonna have like an hour of text and dialogue and <laughs> watching cutscenes and that kind of stuff and then oh hey here's like 15 minutes you know 10 15 minutes of battles and then back to dialogue yeah and i appreciate that it's very neatly split up into chapters with intermissions so it gives you a chance to save and basically kind of call it a night oh i mean um, it, it's it I don't know that it was the first, but it was certainly one that leaned even way back at the original one. I mean, it leaned into like making it look like an anime, even with the eye catches and the, the yeah. you know, kind of like the halfway point of the episodes. And just like you were going to commercial break and having the little eye catch for the, you know, when you were leaving and coming back to the show. Yeah, um, I, I appreciate that because that's usually like, OK, that's a it's, this is a good time to call it a night. Yeah. Um, that way I don't get pulled into another hour of cutscenes. Um, yeah, I mean, they, they set the whole thing up like an I mean, even you get to the end of the chapter and it's like next time on Soccer Wars. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, I appreciated that, too. So um, we'll see how much I get through. It could even be one of those games that I could probably play for a little bit and then put aside for uh, uh, a little while and then come back to to. Mm-hmm. Um. And I'm I'm curious what kind of shows the combat review we're going to be putting on. <laughs> it's always kind of the 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 bizarre juxtaposition of you know like like yeah we're going to do serious musical theater and we've got this craziness going on inside beside it it's just so weird <laughs> I loved it. Oh, it, it, it's going to be a cute little game. I'm I'm I was excited to boot it up and I'm excited to play more of it. Um, it's just been hard for me because Triangle Strategy was so freaking good. It's been hard to cope with my life ever since I've been finished with it. Because <laughs> <laughs> um, the only other thing I've been playing is Rune Factory 5, and I barely scratched the surface of that. I, like, I'm just now farming. Did Did Matt talk about a farm dragon? Yes, he said there okay. were like yeah, mini you, farm dragons. Yeah, you farm on the back of the dragons, who are yeah. conveniently there to take you home and have nothing better to do with their time. Yeah, so I, I'm I'm just amused that oh, there's a tra- dragon tethered in my backyard, and he's perfectly fine with letting me dig on his back. Um, I does he poop? Because he brought I I can't imagine the smell of that town if he poops tethered in my backyard. 
these are the things I think about. Thanks. So, um, that that's enough for me. Uh, Josh, I saw that you kind of came to terms with triangle strategy and how amazing it is and how you're going to cope in the future. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, I finally finished off Benedict's route. So that was... I don't, well, you know, I haven't seen the other two normal endings. I've read some about each of them. This seems like the least bad of those three. (laughs) At least it's not a pro-slavery ending, so. (laughs) I think that has to be, I think that has to be the worst ending, right? If if your ending ends up with pro-slavery, that's a bad ending. Yeah, um, Tam before the show was talking about how Roland's ending just makes no sense. Like he just finds religion out of nowhere. Yeah, I mean, be careful like, about spe- spoiling endings of. This. Yes, yes. Yeah. Oh, be very careful. Sorry, yeah, let's not sorry. do that. <laughs> sorry, but yeah, it was it was good. I you know like the last. Actually, the last battle on that route was kind of a cakewalk in comparison to all the all the ones leading up to it, because there's it's one of those where it's just one where you, all you have to do is kill the boss. And so all I had to do is just like punch a hole in the enemies and just run my best characters up there and slack slash at the boss. Mm-hmm. And I had Eridor leveled all the way up and he has that ability if you uh, pick, I forget, he has that option for the ability where he can enrage like a huge, he has that right when you get, right when you get him where he can like enrage a person that's like next to them and they'll just, you know, direct all their attacks at him. And then he gets that ability later on in the game. You can select it where he can enrage like this huge area of enemies and he becomes completely invulnerable during that turn. So I just used that. I just like ran Eridor up in the middle of this huge group of enemies and just used that. And every, all the enemies were just, you know, focused on him. And then I just ran the rest of my party past all the enemies and then took out the boss. <laughs> so I just took it down in like five turns. It was really easy. Oh, that's awesome. Um, you You probably didn't get the secret last character. No, no. Okay. Because he's pretty broken, too. I think he's only on like one route, right? I'm not. Um, I'm not sure you can even get him on Benedict's route. I don't know. Or, or yeah, it's that's right. It's tied to like a certain choice, right? That I you th- make. Yeah. I think so. I'd I'd have to look it up again. I I know that I got my convictions up pretty high, and he just showed up, and I was like, oh, you're still a thing, and you're broken. Ah. ah. In a good way. <laughs> So that was something I was talking about on, uh, with someone on Twitter last night with Jonathan, actually. And I think he was he talked about like he had kind of gone up and down with the game. Like he was kind of feeling like there wasn't quite enough. Um, I'm, I'm putting words in his mouth, but hopefully I'm not speaking out of turn. But it, he was talking about like there wasn't quite enough customization to kind of hold his attention. And it it's definitely doesn't have the same sort of customization that you get in like an FFT or a Tactics Ogre. But mm-hmm. I still think like because all of the individual characters are so unique, you, you know, the customization comes in how you want to assemble them together into a party. And you could do radically different things with your party depending on the characters that you pick and how you've leveled up and what, you know, abilities that you've unlocked for them. Yeah. So you can – so, you know, like me in that last battle, you know, like I can just take Eridor right up in the middle and just 
attract all the attention of all the enemies and then just like, okay, well, they're all, you know, like attacking him. I can just walk right past and go for the boss, you know, but if I didn't have Eridor, I couldn't do, you know, I'd have to come up with some other different kind of strategy. I read some people online who talked about like, oh, they had leveled up. Oh, crap. What is the name of the ancient archer? Archibald? Yeah, Archibald. Like where they had leveled him up to where he could basically attack from halfway across the map and they just used Archibald to like kill the boss from the other side of the map. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like there's all these different like strategies and it all just depends on like how you want to build your party and which characters you want to like assemble together into your party. Yeah, and the the fact that there's true support characters in that game. Kelly, Kelly, hold on. Tam's going to explode if you don't acknowledge Okay. That, that guy you're talking about is pure moral based before chapter 15. He's pure convictions. I don't know what he's talking about, but it's very important that you get Yeah, that right. you have to get 750 morality and 1050 liberty before reaching chapter 15. Okay. So, and we're being secret be secretive about the name of the character because it's a major spoiler. Oh, ah, okay. <laughs> so, um Sorry, Josh, I, I I got distracted. Um, the the fact that there's true support characters in the game, where like you're not gonna use the blacksmith as a frontline fighter, no. but bo- boy, you can use him to just set up traps and knock people in the traps and just completely destroy people that way. <laughs> yeah, see, I, I didn't even use the blacksmith that much. So, like, I, I stuck with, uh, like, a more straightforward party. But, I mean, like, yeah, there are a lot of those, like, pluses and minuses. Like, the ice mage is probably, like, the weaker of the mages. But he has that ability to be able to um, to craft those ice walls. Mm-hmm. And then you can use that on some of those maps. It becomes incredibly useful to set up these walls that the enemies can't get past on these little choke points and then you could just rain down arrows and all sorts of ranged attacks on your enemies. Like there's all the, all the different characters unlock, you know, synergistic strategies that you can use on the different maps. And it's yeah. a, I, I don't know. Like I really enjoyed that kind of like customization to the game. Or the fact that some characters like the shaman can just completely wreck the enemy strategy. Um, <laughs> I, I wish I would have had that shaman character for a lot of the art. Some of the maps where you're trapped in a canyon where there's archers picking at you. Yeah. Because um, she can make it windy so that archers have less accuracy. All and, that yeah, stuff. That, it, it, I, I think they did a – I think it's a really – well thought out and really well polished strategy RPG. And it's mm-hmm. just from that standpoint, it's just one of the best strategy RPGs in the last, I don't know, five, six years easily. Mm-hmm. I don't know how it ranks among the all time greats. I, I, the story is still a little, I, I had fun with it. I don't know that it, 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 it quite, you know, hit the heights of some of the, some other games for me. Yeah, I mean, that's just the annoyance about deeply political games is unless you're into the Game of Thrones type of storytelling, you're not going to be into it. I I, No, I mean, like, I was into the the storytelling. I'm not sure that it it just doesn't quite reach the heights of some of the, like, for me, it doesn't reach the heights of, like, a Tactics Ogre or Valkyria Chronicles. Yeah. Which I thought were just 
like those games in terms of the story just nailed it on every one on in every level this one was a little bit more like uh all right <laughs> yeah yeah sorry i was almost gonna spoil something yeah i know like not, I, i'm trying to yeah. be exactly i'm like sorry <laughs> like some, um, some 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 of the minor i mean like even those gripes I have, I think, are minor in the grand scheme of things because I just had a hell of a great time with it. I, heck, I turned it right back on and started out uh, on down the golden path mm-hmm. <laughs> right after it. I don't really do that with games anymore. No, I don't either. Once I roll credits, I'm done. But I kind of had to see that golden path. Yeah, I'm curious to to play through it on the golden path and, and well it, it it is also a heck of a lot easier the second time through when you can oh, oh, especially yeah. when you just played the game it's like okay yeah i remember all this stuff i can just like skip 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 yep get me to the next battle and then mm-hmm. when you're playing new game plus they've re-leveled the battles so that you you know like so that it's still like an interesting challenge you know you're not mm-hmm. just like blowing through them because you're way over leveled yeah yeah, or, or you could do like I did, and it's like, screw it, let's just drop it down to very easy and get through this. Yeah. Or, or you could also bring it up to very hard and actually make those in-game, in-game challenges a real challenge. Um, t- to be I, honest, I, it's going to be hard. You know, I'm s- sitting here wanting to play through uh, Final Fantasy T- Tactics Advance again, and it's going to be really hard to want to go back to... a tactics game. Don't do Advance. What is with your hatred of advance? It's not very good, and it it makes me wish they could have been good because it's so much less good than tactics. Like, the problem what? with tactics advance is tactics being so much better than tactics advance, and it being such a disappointment in comparison to that game. Look, look, mute. You're, you're going back to reality. What? <laughs> I don't want to play yeah. snowball throws with people. I want to play political beowves and i don't don't know know, maybe it was just my time the time in my life where i was away from the only one i was just such a fan of tactics and then advance came out and it's this little kid game and it's like no no oh good thing i didn't say tactics a2 i think that's the same thing right except a2 is i guess better The story wasn't as good in A2. It wasn't good in A1! They had really toned down the, or kind of nerfed the judgment system in it so that it was, you didn't even have to follow it. Really? The only thing Advance did was give us the current setting for Ivalice of everything. The the current races we see and all that. (sighs) Regardless. Um, Get the new Maybe, Christy, maybe at least my train of thought. Yeah, well, it was uh, about tactics advance, so it didn't matter. <laughs> but now, I I want to see a sequel to Triangle Strategy. I want to see them expand on this Triangle Strategy Advance. Now it's about <laughs> kids. Rhombus Strategy. I, I, I I'd play it. I know. <laughs> and and yeah, I I agree with um, Jonathan's point about the customization. Sort of to a point, but I also understand why they might not have wanted it to be that to be as in depth as a um, Tactics Ogre or Final Fantasy Tactics, just because I get overwhelmed when I have to manage equipment. 
it, it can be overwhelming where where you know you've got a party of thirty people. All of them can have classes. All of them have classes that can level up. You got you know you're managing that many different characters that in swapping them between classes, like it, that can be it can be a little overwhelming for people. I think, yeah. like I said, I felt like this was a that's to me is the way to think about triangle strategy. The customization comes in how you're building your party, not in exactly what you're doing with each individual character. There's a, a modicum of customization with the individual characters and in how you want to, you always have that option. Like, okay, do I just want to increase their attack or do I want to increase their, uh, you know, their speed or do I want to add more special skills? Like you've got that sort of customization, but it's, it's much more, constrained than you know being able to swap them from an archer to a a knight to you know totally different different classes mm-hmm. and that being said i appreciate that there's one character whose entire purpose is for grinding or for money uh farming mm-hmm. <laughs> that that's it that's all lionel does <laughs> <laughs> Give him the item that gives him more movement and moves first. Or no, wait, no, actually, I give that to Benedict so that I could give the um, Lionel two turns every turn. Ah, yeah, yeah. And then just have him grab all the loot bags. Um, I think I gave Frederica the item that let her increase the chance of dropping loot bags so that she could just do a huge AoE and knock off a whole bunch of people and. That, that that's how I grinded money. <laughs> and there yeah. there are some of those uh uh you know like uh what are they called the mental mock, maps? Mock I call them mock, mock battles. Ba- yeah, some of the mock battles that are pretty much set up for you making tons of money. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but triangle oh. strategy, yes, very good. Well, if you have a switch, play it. Just yep. freaking get this game. If you like strategy RPGs at all, it'll it'll change your life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Uh, Alex would have to talk me out of a 5 out of 10 for this game. 5 out of 5, you mean? Oh, yeah, 5 out of 5. Sorry. Forgot. But <laughs> scale. And then last night, I uh, after finishing Triangle Strategy, I turned around and I finished Kaito Files. You were pretty high on that one, too. I was. Um, it's the, the one thing about that, like, it, it's it's a self-contained... A separate story. You actually go into it separately from the regular Lost Judgment game. It's got its own little thing on the start menu. It's completely divorced from the rest of the game. And there's no like side content, which often is like some of the fun stuff in a Yakuza game is like the weird, goofy little side stories that you bump into. Mm-hmm. So that part of it is kind of unfortunate I, like I, I was wishing there was a little bit of side stuff to kind of break it up mm-hmm. but the the overall main story was just i i really enjoyed it it's easily the best thing that's in the judgment universe mm-hmm. i thought the man you know like i think kaito's great i think the the story that they had surrounding him kind of like dealing with his his past was a lot of fun um and the gameplay was just i don't know that 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 you know, brawler gameplay is fantastic, man. The 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 uh, Yakuza development team just has that down. It's so much fun. So, is, is Judgment 
is the Judgment series just as silly and over the top as Yakuza? It's it's a little bit more grounded, especially in the main stories than okay. Yakuza. Yakuza goes, you know, like it kind of turns the cheek. Yeah. Yakuza has a little bit of a modicum of seriousness to it, but it tends to kind of turn it up to a le- you know, like it turns the ridiculousness up to 11, you know, like mm-hmm. you've got you got grown men screaming at one another and tearing their shirts off. <laughs> Judgment yeah. is slightly more grounded than that ever so slightly, but it's still, it's still pretty goofy. I mean, you know, like there's in the uh, first judgment game there, you were going around trying to capture, catch a person who was taking pictures of, uh, you know, like unwanted pictures of women who went by the moniker ass catch them. So it still has like goofy <laughs> stuff in it, but it is, it's, it's a touch more, certainly the main storyline is a touch more grounded than, than the regular Yakuza series. I mean, once I saw people playing football with a baby, <laughs> I was like, okay, I, I'm a fan of the series now. <laughs> it's good. You 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 need to. Well, I mean, you you got plenty of Yakuza games to play, oh, but they're oh, they're, yeah. they're. I I mean, this is apparently where the um the the beat 'em up part of Yakuza is going to live over here in the Judgment, since it, it seems like uh, the next Yakuza game will also be turn based, like Seven. So, well. Thank, thankfully, I have, have an external hard drive now, so I downloaded all the games, and I, I can play them at, boot them up at any time, and I don't know if we have Yakuza 0 on the shortlist for Backtrack or not. I think, I, I'm sure it's on the shortlist. I don't think it's on this year. I think uh, Yakuza 7 is the end of the year. Okay, gotcha. Oh, like a dragon. Crap, yeah. I, need to, I need to play that at some point. <laughs> yes, you do. <laughs> Um, I, I put it on my Amazon birthday list, Vaughn. <laughs> I, I'm I'm teasing him. I think he got me a birthday present today because they, it, the doorbell woke us up. I can't believe FedEx got here so early and there was a mysterious box that he wouldn't tell me what was in it. Oh, that's and suspicious. I, and I'm getting dots in the chat room. <laughs> <laughs> um. You know, I just need no. I need to co-op the Xbox upstairs and play the copy I got you for Christmas, Vaughn. Is what I need to do. Oh, Vaughn says that it's a severed head in the box. Okay. What's in the box? <laughs> or it will be if you keep bugging me about it. Okay, I I will shut up about the box. Well, that's all um, I've been playing. What you been playing, Chris? Did we lose Chris? Uh-oh. Did we lose Chris? I hope we're still recording. Chris? Chris? Yeah, he's not even in Discord. <laughs> I hope we're still recording. Uh, I hope so. <laughs> we're still streaming. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, stream. We We lost our host. Yeah. <laughs> And we can't do anything because we're not in control. So. <laughs> oh, man. You, so, I mean, <laughs> this will probably be, won't make it to the show. Will it, do, do you think they could feasibly do any triangle strategy DLC or do you think they'd just 
put that effort into a sequel? Uh, I think I'd just assume have them do a sequel as opposed to doing yeah. DLC. I mean, you could have, I'm sure you could, you know, come up with a little, you know, eight, 10 hour extra storyline, whichever way you want to go with it, either like fleshing out one of the different, uh, the, one of the different uh, endings. Like, I don't, I don't see, like, I, I don't, God, like it's trying to avoid any sort of spoilers, darn it. Um, like certainly the way Benedict's route ends, it ends with a little bit of a tease. Like it's not a happily ever after. You you certainly see <laughs> that that more conflict could come in the future. And I'm like, yeah, you could probably do another little DLC down that path if you wanted to, I'm sure. I'm I'm imagining the other ones are like that too. Like you you probably could have I can imagine doing little eight, ten hour DLCs with a handful of uh chapters and a handful of new maps to like flesh out the different routes. Um now that I think about it, it would be kinda neat if they went into some character side stories. Hello. Or had, yeah. had each character have chapters. Hi, Chris. Hi. We lost you. Yeah. I was concerned. How concerned were we? Um, to the point where I had to message your wife? Yeah, all right. Just give me a minute, and then um, I need to take care of some business in the other room, and I'll be back, and we can start the show up again, all right? Okay, okay. are we still recording? Yeah, but I, I've put a marker down, so we okay. can consider okay. ourselves paused for the moment. Okay. <laughs> I guess we'll entertain the chat room. <laughs> or do our best. <laughs> I also started up a little bit of tunic, but I hadn't gotten very far. Hadn't gotten oh. really far enough to uh, talk about it. Really, that looks neat. It is cute, and also I learned that there was a uh, an easy mode in it. You can just turn easy mode on. So, like, okay. I'm turning easy mode on. <laughs> Which easy mode is basically like it makes you you have two different options because you have a health bar and a stamina bar. And eventually you get a magic bar, but like the health bar and the stamina bar. So you have an option in the in the thing, whether either you can have infinite stamina or basically you can just be invulnerable. Like that's their easy mode. (laughs) Or, Or I guess you have the option of either or both because it is kind of like a it definitely has that 2D Zelda yet souls ish vibe where Things are dangerous. They will kill you. Oh, um, yeah. <laughs> and so there, like the stamina bar is like really important because at least starting out in the game, every single time you like do a little uh, spin or dash away, like you use up about a third of your bar at the beginning. Mm-hmm. So when you're so when you go up against one of these tough enemies like you know that's your inclination is like oh i'm just gonna dash away i'm gonna dash you know like i'm gonna dash in and do a little slash and dash away well you do that a couple of times and then your stamina is done and you can't a you can't dash anymore b you take way more damage when your stamina is all the way down oh no yeah i'd have to do infinite stamina So, yeah, well, they give you the option. Like, you can do either infinite health, you can do infinite stamina, or both. So if you just want to play through, you can do it. Or if you want the hardcore, you know, version of it, you can play it hardcore. Like, it's intended to be played. 
And it's really cute because the whole I don't know if you know the concept. The uh, part of the idea behind it is you're going around and in the game you are finding pages of the instruction manual. Oh, okay. So you are literally picking up instruction manual pages of the game and only like half of it even is in English. Like parts of it are in English, parts of it are in a language that you totally can't understand. It's almost like getting a Japanese <laughs> uh, instruction manual from the 80s where there might be some words in English, but the rest of it is in Japanese and you're trying to like make heads or tails of it. But That's it's giving you the kind of funny. <laughs> yeah, but the whole thing is like every single time you get a page, like it will give you hints like, okay, I need to go to the east and obviously I need to like ring a bell and I need to kill someone and I need to find a grave. Okay, <laughs> so I'm going to go east and I'm going to try and find this stuff. Because the game is very hands off. It's not going to tell you what exactly what to do. You're you know, A lot of it is like you're just trying to figure it out for yourself and find those little scraps of the uh, instruction manual to put that together to kind of help you figure out where where to go and what to do. <laughs> did, it, did you play it on Game Pass or did you buy it? Yeah, not Game Pass. Oh, cool. It, it's perfect for one of those little things where, I, you know, like I don't got to spend like 20 or 30 bucks, you know, <laughs> just like, oh, I can just try this. So, um, set my let's but what we've been playing supplement where I talk about <laughs> stuff that we played that isn't necessarily interesting for the show. But Matt PM'd me and said that it would be a funny April Fool's Day joke to do a backtrack on dark spire and pretend like we like it <laughs> so I, I booted it up on my hacked 3ds and did a whole bunch of cheat codes to basically make the game somewhat playable yeah um including like increasing my experience to just ridiculous amounts and uh, make it so that i don't run out of spells <laughs> and yeah all, all it took was those two those two things and now the game is surprisingly playable um, I just wish that there was a cheat code that you didn't have to constantly cast a spell to show where you were on the map because there's a map screen but it doesn't show your position why, why did they design it like that I, I honestly don't know I think they were trying to invoke like having to draw your own map like way back in the day <laughs> this is all I can think because yeah th that was what drawing your own map did like you had a map but fuck you if you even knew what you were what your spot on it was and this <laughs> this game is so everything looks the same that even oh, drawing one wouldn't help oh man that's rough yeah, I'm, I'm just gonna have to sit through and uh, guide and kind of power through it a little bit if i even continue with it i was just curious <laughs> that's dedication for a joke cast <laughs> yeah. yeah well that's the thing back in the day it seemed like such an interesting concept but i they leaned a little too hard into the let's let's do game design decisions that haven't been relevant in 20 years and call it good game design when it when it was more you know limit system limitations that we don't have to deal with anymore yeah yeah there's uh, some hey there there are a certain subset of people that like really want the old school like i want to draw out my own map experience that's fine but i just don't think there, there are many people who want that like we we did that back in the 80s because you're you know 
there wasn't the processing power to do it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and and most people don't really want to do that. No. Or, you know, having the quest text be in the manual and not yeah, like proper. We're, we're not looking for that level of obtuseness anymore. <laughs> not having a proper quest log in general. Ugh. Oh, God. <laughs> Yeah, this is this is stuff that died for a good reason. Yeah, it, it really is a pet peeve of mine when people defend old game limitations as good game design when it wasn't. No, it, it was it was what they had to do at the time. Uh, kind of like how uh, lives are a thing of the past. <laughs> and that's about that's about all the content I have without news. yeah that's about all i played i played a little bit of horizon last night this morning but hadn't really done anything i mean i'm in san francisco oh cool uh i play a lot of picross in my spare time (laughs) but that's nothing interesting to talk about it's picross yeah yeah, that's kind of the thing with Horizon. It's just kind of been, I don't know. It's it it's fine. <laughs> you know, it kind of got totally overshadowed by Elden Ring. Granted, it seems like everything that's launched in the last two months has kind of gotten overshadowed by Elden Ring and the Zeitgeist. But yeah, it's it, it's weird because it's I, you know, like I'm playing Horizon. It's entertaining while I'm playing it, but it feels very ephemeral. Like, I'm not going to... It, it, it's going to end up being like uh, our Dr. Thunder Fallout, like we're talking about next week, where it, it's a game that I feel like in two years, I'm probably not going to remember anything about it. <laughs> it it's it's that, you know, it's like a, it's like a schlocky sitcom that you might watch on a Thursday night. And you watch it, and it's perfectly entertaining while you're watching it. But you know, like you're you're not going to be sitting there thinking about the deep themes in this sitcom, or or it's not going to be something that you're going to be remembering ten or twelve years later. Like no, no, like it's an entertaining thing to laugh at while you're eating your <laughs> while you're eating dinner, and then you don't have to think about it ever again. Mm-hmm. And that that's kind of horizon for me. It's just been like it's gorgeous, it's fun while you're playing it. It's different and unique where you've got these gigantic um you know every, everything is a gigantic mechanical monster that can kill you but at the same time like the overall story is just kind of like okay i'm going here and i'm gonna go through this little dungeon and then i'm going to get the next little MacGuffin that i need and then inevitably i'm gonna have to go and find two more MacGuffins, <laughs> go through some new areas where there's lots of there's 12 bajillion things to collect and to do if you want to do that like an open, like every other open world game, or you can just kind of like wander through and stick to the storyline. But I don't know if the story is, you know, just like incredibly compelling. I'm, it, it's just weird. Like I'm having fun while I'm playing it, but you know, it, it's not, it's not anything that I'm sitting there thinking about critically afterwards. Yeah, like you, you're just playing it to play it. You're, yeah. It's it's there. It's pretty. It. It's pretty. I mean, it's hey, it's like a, it's a it's a game that looks really good on the PS5. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. And, there, and there aren't enough... <laughs> Even now, like a year and a half in, there really aren't enough games that kind of push the new systems. No, not really. About the only thing that you really get out of the new systems is just like, it is nice that there's no load times. I I do appreciate that. Even even going to Switch now feels like, oh man, now I got to sit through these loading screens. Uh, the, The load times in Rain Factory are pretty bad. Oh yeah. Yeah, Matt said the uh, performance on Switch. It, it did not look good even just in the videos <laughs> that Chris was putting up. I'm just like, oh, my gosh. That is, yeah, that is like 10 frames a second. That looks awful. <laughs> it, it plays like a very polished PS2 game. <laughs> yeah. But, but it's for my dumb farming funds, so I'm, I'm okay yeah, you know. with it. Like, it, um, it, it, you know, like not everything needs to be buttery smooth, 60 frames a second. It's just unfortunate how often, especially those third party games struggle on Switch. Mm-hmm. Especially that one. See, I didn't even realize that Rune Factory was action combat. For some yeah. reason, I thought it was turn based. No, turn based uh, is like, who cares? But action combat can kind of be it can be kind of annoying sometimes. Yeah, it's basically um, Stardew Valley before Stardew mm-hmm. Valley was a thing. My goodness, that is a you can you can tell we're getting to the point where like we're we're enough removed from Stardew Valley where everyone is making uh, a farming, you know, kind of a farming slash uh, adventure game thing, aren't they? Yeah, because I one of the ones I moved down to briefs looked just like that. Yeah. And K- Katara Fables was just like that to, to the point where, like, the farming really didn't matter. <laughs> mm hmm. Farming was just okay. I need extra money. <laughs> uh, there, there's several news stories this week that my time at Sandrock. <laughs> oh, yeah. that That's the sequel to my time at Porsche, isn't it? Yeah. Hello. Hey, we were running out of shit to talk about. (laughs) Okay, we we covered everything we played. (laughs) I don't know how much editing you're going to want to do. Oh, did you just keep going? Sure. All right, cool. So this is the show. All right, this is the show. We'll keep it all in. (laughs) I had to. I had to go take care of my. No, I get it. Yep. And uh, we're back. I'm back. You were not. You never left. Sorry for the interruption. I played Final Fantasy 14. How was 14 treating you? So I'm preparing crafting materials for the new patch that's coming out in a week or two. And it's boring as all get out. But I'm going to make millions. We said that they tell me. <laughs> I'm going to make millions. How do you know before the patch comes out? So they're opening up housing. They're adding yeah. new housing to the game with the next patch. And therefore, either on the patch day or exactly like one week after the patch day, there'll be a whole bunch of people who I forget just because I forget how it works. There'll be a whole bunch of people who need uh, who will have new homes and need things to make their homes look the way they want. So I'm trying to make one of the housing styles that I think will be popular amongst people and um, stockpile enough of it to uh, sell a bunch on uh, once the patch drops. Um, problem is these housing materials that I'm making, they're really meant for a guild to make as a cooperative effort for themselves. <laughs> and mm. I'm trying to do it by myself. 
And so I need thousands of wood logs, thousands. So I've just been chopping and farming and or chopping and chopping, but also like going around each server every day looking for people who've posted logs up for ridiculously undervalued prices and just trying to fill it. I'm not even close. I need so much more wood. I've got everything else I need um, from a combination of gathering and buying off market auction houses, but I need so much wood. I need wood. So much wood. So it's boring. Uh, it sucks. Um, it's one thing to like, you know, spend an hour or two gathering and then making some crafts and spinning a profit. It's another thing where you have to just devote like all of your game time in a game to just gathering and more gathering and more gathering. And then it's like, what am I even doing? And why am I playing this? <laughs> I could be doing something fun. <laughs> Uh, Vaughn in the chat room is making fun of your ward choice I there. Need so much more wood. It's true. If give Chris wood, I, oh, I'll wood. trade sheep for wood. <laughs> Man, we we haven't played Catan in ages. Yeah, I think we all moved on. <laughs> uh, but no, as somebody who had crafted the uh, bike and WoW back in the day, which at the time was kind of an undertaking, I, I feel your pain. I hope it pays off because there's always a chance that um, other people are doing the same thing that I'm doing. Um, I, I know at least some are since, you know, I got the idea off of a YouTube guide. So mm-hmm. I, I may lose money. Well, I probably won't lose money since I gathered most of my stuff, but it, it, I may not make much at all. And it will have been a giant relative waste of time versus other like strategies. What, what kind of items are you trying to plan for? I'm I'm making housing exteriors for people who are going to have new houses and want them to look like things. Okay, I got you. I, I didn't They're realize expensive. That you yeah, yeah. So so you're going to get all this money. Then what are you going to do with the money? I would stick it in my ears and go. Make your own house. I could. Um, I would like more money to do things. Uh, there are a couple mounts that are extremely expensive to get. Um, there's just generally um, finishing up leveling up my craft things cost money in the game and i can't get all of them or do all of them and now i would and then i would be able to do more um there's always use for money you know is hmm? is there a crazy expensive mount like the brutosaur and wow there are two there's a 25 million mount and a 50 million mount um, oh. but more important than that um because if i'm lucky i'm gonna end up with 50 million gil which is cool but i would like to then continue learning the ways of money flipping and get to a hundred million and then maybe 500 million. Um, I've never been able to economically hit gold cap in a game and I would like to kind of learn how to do that. Um, Though I'm starting to rethink that if this is what it takes, (laughs) because I'm sure it does, (laughs) but uh, I would like to, uh, yeah, I would like to play market board stocks as Tam puts it in the chat room. Um, but I need the money to be able to do it in a significant way. Um, but we'll see. Because I think both Vaughn and I attempted to save up for that stupid Brutosaur and wow, you know, using Trade Skill Master and all of that BS. And both of us was like, man, this, even if we did all of this on all of our characters every day, it, mm-hmm. it'd feel like a second job. Yeah. And and that's probably I will probably abandon it after this. But um, uh, I would like to have more than just enough money 
I, I just kind of want to do this once. So I think th this will probably end up being the full extent of it, but it's like, okay, I saw what this is like, and now I know I never want to do it again or something like that. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I want, I want a little bit of funds, if nothing else, just because I've leveled all these crafting classes and I would like to feel free to make whatever I want. And so I need at least some number of millions uh, for doing that when I decide, okay, I can make this, this, and this. I need these materials. I'm going to buy it and make it myself because that makes me feel good. And I would have the funds to do that. And uh, that'll probably be the end of it. <laughs> but there are more reliable ways to make money. You, money keeps coming in and going out of your account. It's not like I have to do this. You don't need this to play 14. But uh, yeah, I'm trying to play around with the economy side of the game. And so far it sucked. <laughs> just Okay, I've got to do work to get paid. And it's like, oh, work. <laughs> wow, I have 400,000 guilt. Mm-hmm. And that's it. <laughs> that's like the most money I think I've ever had in the game. I, I think I spent a stupid amount of money on the fat cat pet because I really wanted that pet and it was stupid expensive. But I had to have the fat cat pet. It's important, Kelly. It's important it, to have it was, the fat cat. Yes. Well, I had the mount and it was like... Didn't you pay for the mount? The month? Yeah. Yeah. But I, I waited for that to go on sale at least. I got Wait tired of. Oh right, I the got... mount's name is Fatter Cat. Yeah. <laughs> oh, the portly mount of your wildest imaginings. Do you find yourself staring at your fat cat and dreaming of something greater, something fatter? <laughs> well, dream no more. This magnificent beast is so large, so wobbly that both the earth and the very firmament trebles as it trundles. Whence did it come from? Don't worry about it. What's important is that equipped with a saddle blanket lovingly knitted by an elderly woman who fondly dubbed it Chubbs, this fantastical feline is ready for adventure as your majestic steed. Where are the people <laughs> accusing this cat's owner of animal abuse? <laughs> I think that's something we have to do, Kelly. Cat needs to go on a diet. Sorry. It's a little bobtail kitty, too. I, I'm sorry, that drives me crazy when people do that. And it's like, the cat's just fat, guys. I'm not feeding it whole pizzas. I'm not feeding it lasagna. He's just well, a little tubby. Okay, but you are feeding it, so feed it less. Sometimes it's easier said than done. I know, I know. <laughs> as long as you're trying, I think that's what people want to know. Like, Yes, I'm I know working that... with the cat's vet, and we are working on a weight loss, weight management. And then people can be like, oh, okay, cool. I'll shut up now. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I know my vet complains about Zoro's weight, and it's like, guys, he's just a big cat. Yeah. Ooch. I mean, I don't know your vet, but I think there's a chance they know the difference between a big cat and a chubby cat. No, fair enough. Now, if your vet sucks and doesn't know the difference between that, get him the chonker chart and go to town. I I I I just sometimes don't I sometimes don't think that vets understand that cats have different body types like people. Oh yeah, so we've figured that out for people, but it hasn't we haven't gotten that knowledge over to the animal side of things. Yeah. I don't think so. That's fair. I I also kind of get annoyed. I kind of think because... that means you need a new vet then. <laughs> I I also get kind of annoyed because I feel like um the vets must try to oversell how overweight the pets are so that they can sell the ex expensive uh, prescription pet food. You don't need prescription pet food. To... All right, fine. Never mind. Nope. <laughs> we're not going to argue this here. 
that's my tinfoil hat conspiracy that is, I, I mean, I can't deny the possibility. I think that's a reasonable thing to be wary of, to some degree um, at least. But that being said, my my fat cat calico bobtail chonker in Final Fantasy fourteen <laughs> is gorgeous. Why are we talking about this? I don't know. Do we have a question of the week we can review, or did you already do it? No. Um, no, we talked about uh, your favorite April Fool's Day jokes, gaming <gasps> oh. related. So, from uh, let's see, that was Matt's. Okay, yeah, because there was no name in this. So from Matt, uh, aka Matt Mason, aka my podcast partner in crime, um, said that RPG fan had a great April Fool's Day joke that was um, from. Or I'm sorry, I'm having to read this weird because he posted it weird. He says that this top ten or t- what is it? Top 129 SNES RPGs is his no, favorite. Episode April 129 was about oh, the top okay. ten SNES RPGs, and it's an April Fool's episode. Okay, and they were deadpan the entire time, and he justified it so well. So the top ten had Chrono Trigger, Act Razor, Donkey Kong Country Two. It's not an RPG. Mega- <laughs> Hence why that's yeah, the point. That's why it's, it's a joke. Yeah. Number Mega one Man was soccer. <laughs> wow. Super Mario Brothers starring Bob Hoskins. Number one. <laughs> Best NES RPG. <laughs> you know, I have a strange affection for that movie. I do too. <laughs> it is bad, but it's not bad in a way that we shouldn't acknowledge it. I mean, it's not a great movie by any stretch, but I, I still have fun watching it. And the Rift Tracks version is just chef's kiss. Oh, is it good? All right. I think yes. I have that. So I should yes. watch it. Um, from Strawberry Eggs, even though it's evidence... Uh, even though it's evidence that I was a gullible 12-year-old, I still remember the Evolved Dragonite into Yoshi prank in April 1999's Expert Gamer magazine. Oh, yeah, I I remember that one. And I think Greg Seward over on Player One Podcast was responsible for that because he did a lot of uh, Expert Gamer stuff. Yeah, yeah um, I love how they always talk about the old April Fool's jokes they did. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and, and the hate mail they got. <laughs> Uh, she says that she never actually saw the magazine until a scanned years later, but she, I'll never forget how I totally, totally believed this kid in class that said that Yoshi was a secret <laughs> Pokemon. I'm fairly certain it wasn't April when he told me, though. Um, yeah, I remember flipping through that magazine as a kid and being like, oh, they put Yoshi in a Pokemon game. I, there are. It, it seems believable, doesn't it? Yeah. When they, when, well, I mean, because... You know, it looks real when it's on paper, at least at that time. You didn't realize how easy it was to fake things. So some of these things, like the the fake Street Fighter stuff, you know, persisted for years. Oh, I I totally believe the Akuma and Dragon, and not Dragon Ball, and Resident Evil gag. Mm -hmm. Because they did such a good job with the screenshots, and it it was completely believable. Yeah. And, you know, we had no internet to fact check the stuff back then. Um. So yeah, and then from Tam, uh, I used to look forward to the yearly Well April Fool's patch notes. They used to be funny and well thought out. Sadly, they've just been meh. But those early year ones were amazing. Also, the year they joked about making a Wow themed burger joint. <laughs> yeah, instance co-host talking about helping to write those this year. Um, were they no good? <laughs> um. 
I mean, they were okay, but yeah, I think they had that. to like tread, tread very, very, very lightly. Yeah, yeah. Um, there, there was a joke. There was a joke in there about a micro class for mini painters that hit a little close to home for me. Uh. <laughs> uh yeah, that some you watching the thing right now. Some cheeky Elden Ring references. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Uh but the, the best p- patch note they always do is one class. It says no changes needed, and it's usually the most problematic class. I think this time around it was priests. I think around uh, Battle for Azeroth it was shaman, and shaman was broken that entire expansion. Hmm. It it's Priest, quite amusing. No changes needed. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't played WoW in almost a year now, so um, a lot of the meta here is kind of lost on me. But hey, we're getting a new expansion announcement on the 19th. Who knows what kind of crap we're in for this time around? Sorry, you seem to be engrossed in the patch notes. Yeah, this one, this joke about ducks disappearing, or what's a duck? I don't know what's up with this. And I was going to look it up, but I realized I'm doing a show right now. I can't. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, new question of the week. I, I'm coming up with this right off the cuff. Um, what's your favorite video game movie? Oh. Um, d- d- talk about it and justify it. Why you like it? Why? You... Why is it Sonic? <laughs> <laughs> Correct answer is uh, the, the first Mortal Kombat, and only the first Mortal Kombat. Is you know, like the, the, one? I should watch it. They've made several. Well, I I know they made the sequel, and then they made that new one, but it it probably can't be as good as the original. I mean, the original had its campy charm, yeah, and you had Lambert. Like, yep, can't top that. Christopher Lambert attempting to be Yoda, and just coming off as hilarious. <laughs> um, I, I have a, a special place in my heart for uh, the first Angry Birds movie. It was pretty funny. Really? All, all things I'm considered. I'm shocked to hear that. Like, it's I mean, actually it's, good? I, I didn't say good. I just oh, said funny. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um. Because Peter Dinklage plays the Mighty Eagle, which is funny cool. onto itself. Yeah, yeah. You're aware of the Mighty Eagle, right? I am aware of the Mighty Eagle. Yeah. Um, I didn't see the second one. The second one looked kind of stupid. but The, the, first, the first one, one... looks stupid. <laughs> it's an Angry Birds movie. <laughs> I mean, there were some bits that had me laughing pretty hard, but I... I would recommend it watching streaming only. Definitely don't pay money for it. Uh, what, what else? What other video game movies do I like? Is Wreck-It Ralph a video game movie? Yeah, I mean, yeah. it's not based off of a video game. It's you got know? a lot of video game references in it. Yeah. Mm. Um, That one's really good. I, um, but you're Free right. Guy. Yeah, we probably shouldn't count that because the plot is not an adaptation and thus frees it from a lot of the shackles. I I guess so. I guess favorite video game movie adaptation. Yeah. But if you I can't... Th- I would like to watch I, Free Guy here. Well, it's Ryan Reynolds, so it's got to at least be a base level of okay. Free Guy was pretty funny. 
Yeah, I have a friend who does a podcast where all they do is they go through all the video game movies that have ever been made and rank them against one another. I, oh, I think well. the least bad still for them was uh, the uh, original live action Resident Evil. Oh, least yeah. Bad. I, I enjoyed that one. Um Back in the day, now it has a billion sequels and birthed that god awful Monster Hunter movie. That oh, ooh, yeah, I, that that I, I I haven't watched that. It looked terrible. Um, literally the best scene in that, which is the Bialster Chef, um, you can see on YouTube. <laughs> oh God, I went and saw the Max Payne movie in uh, the theater with Vaughn. Because we thought it was going to be like an interesting noir movie, and it turned out to be just stupid on a level that was I, – I can't believe we paid money to see that turd. And at one point, I think Bo Bridges says, who you, said, who are you going to call? And my husband yelled, Ghostbusters, and some dude down in front busted out laughing. All right, Kelly. Yes. According to JustWatch.com, if you liked the Angry Birds movie, you also like Sonic the Hedgehog. Yes. Hotel Transylvania. Eh. Minions. Eh. Despicable Me 3. I haven't seen that one. The Lego Movie. That one's good. Hotel Transylvania 3. I haven't seen that one. Hotel Transylvania 2. <laughs> um, Tro- I haven't seen either of them. Trolls. No. Despicable Me 2. I, I did see that one. Boss Baby. You know, I thought Boss Baby was okay. Madagascar. Eh. And The Secret Life of Pets. Eh. Which I heard real bad things about. <laughs> it was basically Toy Story. But not as good. <laughs> yeah. It was Toy Story with dogs and well, Pixar, had... Well, that's the secret. Pixar movies, and I know this one is like not Pixar, right? But they're all The Secret Life of X. So... Well, it's Illumination, and Illumination makes, like, the most bog-standard movies for kids that you've ever seen. Um, and that's who's given us the Mario movie with Chris Pratt. Oh, boy. So <laughs> Get excited, everyone. <laughs> so I, I'm hoping Aquaman that... Aquaman 2 coming? Oh, I need to get off this website. Let, let's, uh... <laughs> You're going oh, down a hole there. Yeah. Look, I, I didn't see Aquaman one for its glorious plot. That that was my uh, <laughs> an, that that was my anime titties for girls movie. Uh huh. Uh huh. Um, <sighs> sorry, you got me distracted. I I I saw uh, Charlie Day in a commer- in a Pepsi commercial before the movie last night, and it's like, God, I hope that you save that Mario movie. So, sure. But yes, got us down a horrible rabbit hole. Oh, what's your favorite video game movie? Should Let I us watch know. The John Wick series is it good? I don't know. I've been told not to watch that one because of the dog dying. Oh right. So it's it's like you got to get through that opening scene and up, and then you can enjoy the rest of the movie, sort of thing. But but it's also um guys, it's cats that I have panic attacks with. You you have told us specifically it's any pets that trigger you. I mean, mo- any pets, but cats are especially bad. Well, then watch the John oh, Wick. I don't know. I haven't so, seen it. Sorry, sorry. Silent Hill was it? The first Silent Hill movie was a decent movie. That was my first date with Vaughn. Well, there you go. <laughs> What's you better know, way to say a... I love you than watching people get stabbed or whatever? Because that that's such a great 
date movie watching a girl's skin get ripped off like a raincoat boy let's go back to not that when's that spider-man movie gonna be streaming i think it's already streaming is it okay oh and if your answer is anything to do with uwe bowl um people we're gonna make fun of you just a heads up uh yeah shall we uh, move on to the news yeah, tell yeah. us what your favorite video game movie is. Yeah. Um, leave a comment on the show notes, and we will po- post it and read it on the show and ha- have a good time. Ooh. Now for the news. Did uh, did you guys need more Nino Cooney in your life? Um, maybe. As long as it's not a mobile game. <laughs> well, I got good news for you, Chris. It's a mobile game. Oh no. <laughs> um, Hey, can we go for so, worse? <laughs> um, it's a MMO, Chris. Oh, uh, I didn't gotcha. see that. What does that even mean? It's made by Netmarble, so I guess it's going to be like their other mobile MMOs. Uh, what? Like what? I I don't know. Okay. Doesn't sound good though. So is see, this I... is this gotcha or subscription then? Uh, what I read online, it's is gotcha, not subscription. I mean, it's already I out in Japan, going... right? So, right. yeah. All right. I was going to defend this because it looked kind of pretty, and I, I'd been playing, t- or I'd played the Tales of mobile game, the the new one that came out that looks pretty good and plays pretty decently for a game. But now that I found that this is an MMO, I take back what I said. <laughs> Sorry, I ruined it for you, Kelly. Ah, uh, it's fine. I warned uh, you off. Think so, of it that way. It's, yeah, the the animation. They they spent some money on the animation. It looks like. Yeah, yeah, that not Studio Ghibli animation. Yeah. Oh, boy. Um. So if you're so, so if you're cool with the 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 you know free to play MMO gotcha stuff, like well maybe it's there for you. Indeed. This looks so pretty, but like then like hearing that it's gotcha, just such a kick in the butt. <laughs> I know. <sighs> I mean. Chris, we technically both play a gotcha mobile game, so they're not all I bad. Been playing for a while. Oh, for Idol Champions? Yeah. Ah, oh, darn. I lost my Idol Champions, buddy. So, so you didn't see the top hats on the familiars no, on April Fool's but Day? I heard about it from from Anna. It was very cute. Yeah. Um, so somebody put a hype star next to this one. Citizen Sleeper is waking in May. Uh, It's a slow week. Give me a break. I put a hype star next to it. Tell us more. Uh, Did you watch the try? It's it's a weird looking game. So it looks like that you've you're you know, like it's more of a story based game, but you have like you're using dice roles to kind of make decisions so you know like okay i'm gonna make this decision and i'm gonna assign a dice to it and that's going to determine whether it's successful or not and apparently you're having you know i'm basing this off of the trailers that they've got like you know you'll have like five or six different dice to i guess make it through a day so you're having to pick like different dice for your different decisions it looked kind of weird and different and interesting it's coming out on game pass as well as uh, pc on uh, may 5th Oh, cool. You'll have to it's, tell us how it is. It's different looking. It's it's a slim pickings this week. Come on, man. Yeah. 
um, sp- speaking of Game Pass, he played this one on Game Pass, Josh. I think Nobody Saves the World is going to be coming to more uh, platforms. Yep. Um, it's it- coming to PS4, 5, and Nintendo Switch on April or in April, and going to be 25 bucks. Yep, and they're adding a new local co-op mode to all the platforms. Oh, cool. So, so one of you can be a horse and the other one of you can be like a rat. Yeah. <laughs> it was a little, the, the gameplay was a little slow for my taste, but it's gotten really good reviews. So lots of people really liked it. Oh, cool. So you can look forward to that. Um, a weird announcement. Made in the Made in Abyss Binary Star Falling into Darkness is coming out. I get, this is based off of an anime and manga. And I have no context, but the trailer looked kind of interesting. Yep, the uh, the it's going to be both a retelling of the original uh, storyline as well as like an. It's also going to include an original story that's supervised by the series creator, which that that's a there's a key word in there supervised. So you know you don't know exactly how involved the creator will be, but <laughs> yeah, it looked it. I have not watched that show. I have heard good things about it. So, I don't know. Maybe the game will be interesting, too. Yeah, it it looked cute. Um, they, they also announced a collector's edition that comes with a cloth poster, cloth poster, a hardcover notebook, a collector's box, and the game. So, we can look forward to that. Um, we've got a early access for My Time at Sandrock beginning in May. This is a sequel to My Time at Portia. And it's going to be going to spend about a year in early access and plan to fully release on. I'm shocked all the this is already happening. Like I feel like Porsche still just came out. Yeah, I I feel like it too. Um, the early access is going to start on May 26. Um, well, my time Alan, at Porsche was 2019, so yeah, well, three years. Didn't Alex review my time at Porsche? Um, or am I misremembering? You know, I've got yeah, that was Alex. Here. Yeah. Okay. So, said that the original game kind of ran a little long, so they have a year to work it out. Mm-hmm. So you can look forward to that. Um, you can also look forward to the PC edition of Demio, which is the VR tabletop RPG. Boy. Um, it's it's coming out on up. Steam. Yeah, it's it's coming out on Steam, and if you buy hey. the regular version on Steam, you'll gain access to the VR version, which is kind of cool. And vice versa, whichever one yeah. you, you get both, basically. And the people on the PC and the VR version will be able to play together. Oh, awesome. Yeah, because I, I bought this on my Oculus. I just have not had time to boot it up. So, Oh, cool. Uh, we'll have to have an online RPG session at some point with Anna and everybody. Because she has an Oculus. He does. He plays it a lot. I have not had a chance to play. I don't get a chance to play it very much because I get very frustrated at how fogged up my glasses get. Um I'm I'm planning on going to the eye doctor this month to get a new prescription and I'm going to see if I can get those uh lenses that are your prescription but I don't know if my prescription's too powerful for that. Mm. I'm going to I'm going to find out. Those lenses so. that are your prescription. What, yeah, you Oculus? can get. Oh, yeah, okay. you can get custom Oculus lenses that are your glasses. That sounds cool. Otherwise, there are some anti-fog glasses you could get. They're not perfect, but you can get them off of the Zenny Optical site where everything's really inexpensive, yeah. and then 
you, you have to rub them with a special cloth, and then they resist fog. Oh. Uh, I will have to look that up because that is an issue when I'm playing VR that drives me up the wall, and the only thing that helps is blowing a fan in my face, <laughs> which um, helps with the eye problem, but then dries out my throat. Fair enough. So that's that's neither here nor there. Um, we've got Rogue Legacy 2 fully launching this month, the sequel to the original Rogue Legacy. It is coming out on Steam and the Epic Game Store, and you can get the current Rogue Legacy on the I thought it was out already. No? It's been in okay, early access. The, yeah. No, okay. Been, hmm. um, so until April 13th, you can get the regular Rogue Legacy, and yeah, the sequel's coming out on April 28th. Um, the PC, Xbox One, and Xbox Series X. So who knows if it'll, if it'll pop up on Game Pass right away or not. Yeah, sounds like a not on PlayStation, so maybe. Yeah. Um, I played the Switch version of Rogue Legacy, and despite wanting to chuck my Switch across the room, I had a good time with it. Yeah, I remember playing it back in the day on Vita. It was it, I didn't beat it, but it was very, very cute and very interesting, that roguelike where... You know, you got different, uh, you inherited different abilities every single time, you know, you died, your your mm-hmm. next next person in line would take over, and you mm-hmm. get the, the really goofy ones, like astigmatism, where everything was fuzzy, and... The one wherever it's uh, all upside down. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And having to choose between, like, upside down... Um, oh, some of, what, are, what were some of the other annoying ones? The, the blurry vision or no color and it's like what is the least bad of these three i guess no color right so yeah (laughs) fun game but a little difficult um we've got source of madness coming to pc and consoles in may this is a side-scrolling action roguelite that um is in a lovecraftian inspired world and looks kind of creepy and kind of up my alley I've um, I've been listening to a podcast called The Magnus Archives that's about Eldritch Horror that um, seems like this. So it, it's coming out on May 11th. Hey, my birthday. Uh, and has been in Steam Early Access since 2021. Everything's Early Access this week. Yeah, seems so. Um, and we've got uh, a trailer and new screenshots for Kuro no Kiseki 2. Woo! Is, is oh the subtitle for this is Crimson Sin. Crimson Sin. And yeah, can't really talk about it because we haven't even played the first. I don't yeah, exactly. Oh, we're we're we're, we're we are quite a ways from this uh, releasing in English, as some people mm-hmm. were lamenting online. <laughs> as inevitably happens, you know, like there's there's a new Kiseki game announced, and it's like, well, why are they doing the Crossbell games? I'm like, why can't we just have these? I'm like, oh, geez. <laughs> like we, there was always going to be this pain where we're trying to catch up. Be thankful we're getting caught up. I'm so happy that we're actually going to get all the games out in English and get caught up. Are are Kiseki fans just never happy? Correct. Okay. Absolutely. That- there's that always going to be a, vi- a vocal minority that's not happy, no matter what they do. It, it's gotten big enough now that 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 is it, it has reached that level. I'm, you know, I asked that, and then I remembered I went to the Kaseki subreddit, and I was like, man, these people are make the Megaton fans look jolly, and <laughs> subsequently closed the browser window and never went back. There you go. 
Um, and then news that kind of makes me sad in a way this week, uh, that, that Shining Force gotcha game that was supposed to be coming out that was announced in August. Are you guys excited about it? Yeah, yeah. It looked, I, you know, no, it was gotcha, gotcha, but it looked game. pretty good. Oh, no. well, it uh, it died on the vine. What? Oh, <laughs> what? No longer in development. What? Yeah, I just heard got... about it. How is it already gone? Yeah. <laughs> I'm so confused. How does this die? Like, this is I... a shoe in for making money, isn't it? Um, uh, I honestly can't. There's no reason given in the article. It, um, it it was kind of like someone sussed this out from like some uh, art articles that were published in Japan that they're like, oh, this is just not happening anymore. And to be honest, it kind of doesn't surprise me because Shining Force isn't exactly like a popular title. Well, there um, hasn't been a pro. I mean, that that was the exciting thing was that it was even though it was mobile gotcha, it was at, la- at least strategy. And when's the last yeah. time there's been a strategy shining game? Oh, is that Saturn? <laughs> I feel like it was DS that they tried to do oh, a strategy okay. one for the original DS, but of course it didn't get localized. And yeah, and uh, like I said, I'm not surprised. Shining is so niche. Um, I think most of the Shining fans have moved over to uh, Fire Emblem. Yeah. Since in, in uh, casual mode, it's basically the same gameplay, just with waifus. <laughs> Tan is like Shining Feather. That's what killed it. Yeah, Shining Force <laughs> Feather, I think, was the strategy one that we never got mm. on the DS. And I don't think there's any fan translation for that. So I, I'm sad, but not really surprised uh well i'm still surprised it died before it even ever made it out yeah who knows maybe triangle strategy will bring back strategy games and sega will be like well we there's a belt well we haven't been to in ages let's try this or you know they could just they don't i think that they've gone to all valkyria now that I think about it. Uh, yeah, I don't. I don't think we're going to see any Valkyria. VC4 did not do well, so. Oh, makes me sad. So is is the only majorly popular strategy game Fire Emblem? Yeah, pretty much. Huh. And that's because Nintendo puts a lot of marketing dollars behind it. Well, it's because Nintendo's turned it into oh, a waifu simulator as well. What about Triangle Strategy? I mean. I know well, that it sold okay, but I don't know if it did Fire Emblem numbers. Well, that's fair. Doesn't oh, have waifu. Tam said Super Robot. No, that's, no, Tam. That's, I, that's you wish it was. You wish it was. That, that's a no. different audience, Tam. <laughs> <laughs> we better we better not poop on his game. Uh, yes, no, of I'm course not, it was Super Robot Wars. Yes, yes. No, no, I'm not pooping just, on just his Just agree, game. Just... otherwise he won't go away. Come on, it's it's yes, okay. it's amazing. Don't, don't anger the SRW fans. <laughs> um, so that's all the news. Oh, I forgot about the Kickstarter. Sorry. Oh, Kickstarter. Uh, uh, toasty ashes of dust. What? I'm having to reopen the window. Um, So developer Pocket Llama has started a Kickstarter campaign for an action RPG called Toasty Ashes of Dust. Is it starring a Lego man? What is this? I think he's a marshmallow. Oh, all right. Oh, (laughs) Toasty. Okay, I get it. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, a young marshmallow knight named Marshall, and he's trying to rise up and protect his people. And there was something in there about a hot dog. Yeah, the game sure. Like why not? Okay. Part, part comedy. Very Zelda-ish looking combat and puzzles. Yeah. Um. So it's past its twenty-five thousand dollar funding goal, and it's set to run until April twenty-eighth. You pay, pledge at least twenty dollars to receive a um, digital piece, PC or console copy. And I didn't even get a chance to see what the big spend all your money reward is. Uh, twenty five hundred or more, you get to create a dungeon. Oh, exciting! I'm so excited! It's been a say creating creating a dungeon. I hope that there's some guidance with that because. <laughs> Learning from Mario Maker, you learn very quickly that you're not, if you've never designed a game before, that you're not going to be a good designer at first. <laughs> yes, I'm that's just how saying. it works. Yes. Yeah. So, There's going to be some trial and error. The, yeah. the hot dog's name is Oscar, by the way. Oh, that's hilarious. Because I've always wanted to get a, a dachshund and have its full name be Oscar oh. Meyer Wiener Dog. Oh. But I, I digress. So th- that's all the news, and then we've got some briefs. Briefs. Um, sl- the slow life RPG pick Pictonier has been released. Um, available for PC and uh, PC and Mac. Yeah, yeah. yeah another another farming sim type game. Yeah, it looks like a very like <laughs> I I would say Stardew Valley mini because all the sprites are so tiny. Yeah, it looks cute. Um, we've got Brigadine, The Legend of Rosaria, headed to PC. Um, you can read Ryan Radcliffe's review or uh, ch- check out. I think there was a demo on the console version. If you're yeah, on the Switch version, yeah, yeah. Um, there's that, and then Story of Seasons: Pioneers of Oliver, Olive Town is heading to PS4. I think it was originally on Switch. Yeah, hopefully, hopefully that'll fix some of the performance issues the Switch had. Yeah. Um, then we've got Chris with new game releases. Yes. First off, we have 13 Sentinels Aegis Rim for the Switch. So Woo-hoo. not really new, but new, new, yeah, new release, new console. And nobody saves the world for PS4, PS5, and Switch. So also not new, but new, <laughs> new consoles. That's all we got. Um, That's it. Wow. Um, if you have $60 lying around burning a hole in your pocket, get 13 Sentinels because that... <laughs> had, had Final Fantasy VII Remake not come out that that year, that would have been my game of the year. And now you can play it portably, and it is amazing. It's pretty good. Well, well, okay, the strategy stuff, not so much, but it's an amazing adventure game with a strategy minigame. And then we've got editorials, um, auto mutationum review. Yeah. So this is one of the auto games? No. <laughs> the 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 long strategy thing? No, this is like a little cyberpunk thing. Okay, gotcha. Well, uh, we got a review from Auto by Alex Fuller, and he gave it three out of five. Said that it's a blending of 2D and 3D and has some delightful interactions, but also has a convoluted and coherent plot. So, ringing endorsement there. 
And then we've got an Ode to the Overworld editorial from Jason McFadden. And yeah, it talks about how over, overworlds are kind of a thing of the past in a lot of games. It's now all just maps and lists. Yeah, everything's just open world, man. Yeah. So that's an interesting article. And then we've also got an adventure corner with Michael Baker talking about evil tonight. Okay. Evil tonight. Oh, this is the SNES adventure game. That looks kind of intriguing. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. That's also all of our editorials. Yeah. It's not really a SNES oh. game, though, right? It's a like a SNES no, game? It, it, yeah. No, it just looks very SNES inspired, yeah. okay. which you don't see that in a lot of adventure. Okay. Oh, that that's all the news and editorials and stuff? Yeah, well, it's a light week. It is a light week, so I need to tell you, ask you, not tell you. I got to tell you what you're going to play this week. No. I would like to ask you, what would you like to play this week, Kelly? Um, more Sakura, more Rune Factory. Mm-hmm. What about Maybe you? a little 14. Oh, that's a lot. What about you, Josh? I'm going to try and get back on the Horizon train. See if I can finish that off, too. Okay. Um, I'll be crafting in 14 for the rest of my life, so I don't know when I get freedom again. But when I do, um, it's probably going to be Kirby or um, Triangle Strategy. Unless something new comes out that's bigger. Yeah, you need to play Triangle Strategy. I know, yeah. I'm afraid we may have oversold it. A little bit, yeah. Mm -hmm. But... Who knows? You might, you might like it as much as we did. It's pretty cool. I hope so. so see how that goes. I, I want that game to do so well. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. Well, I want our show to do well, which means we need to end it. No, that makes no sense. That is the worst ending transition I've ever had. Um, hi. Thanks for watching. If you'd like to answer our question of the week you could do that at rpgamer.com go to podcast and click on rpgcast find the show thread and put your answer right there in the show thread that question is what is your favorite video game movie and why is it mortal Kombat? um no uh and what is your favorite video game movie let us know then if you'd like to watch our answers live 9 a.m pacific noon eastern is the time twitch.tv slash rpgamer is the place and uh um because we're awesome is the reason and what other things are there to fill in We've got place, reason, time, uh, who, what. It's me and and not Kelly, right? No, it's not Josh. Me and Kelly next week? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because Josh had to go somewhere. Who, what, mm-hmm. where, when, why. All right, I think we're covered. Yeah. And how is live streaming a podcast right to you? And you can listen to it. Slash watch it. <laughs> All right, I think we're done. Now I've I've got errands to run. Alright. You go run after those errands. I'm gonna stay right here. Actually, no, I have my own errands. Oh shoot. I better get going. We'll see you next week, everybody. Till then. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.